Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. It's the In Wheel Time car talk show. Just ahead, we talked to Gregory Ditch, auto shop teacher, about his growing program and what makes it successful and girls in the class. Right. right on. All right. The Nissan kicks, kicks it. I'll give you my impression of it. We'll also have the cruise in calendar, and later Conrad will have This Week in Auto History. I'll have stories making automotive news headlines, too. Just ahead on this portion of the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show, our live version. Howdy, along with Mike Mars, King Conrad DeLong. We need more Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong. Thanks so much for joining us on this uh, Saturday here in Houston, Texas, USA. It's rodeo time. And uh, let's see, Rodeo Parade starts uh, now or in 30 minutes? Yep, yep, it's something, it's like that. something like that. 10, 10, 30, I don't and know. And it's very warm, very so muddy. So don't be driving downtown because they're going to kick you out. Last weekend it was freezing or cold, very cold It was here. chilly, but uh, today I think it's supposed to be 80 this afternoon. We had the heat on in the studio last week. This week we got the air conditioning on. Yeah, it's kind of <sighs> weird, but uh, it works for us. Mess you up. Yeah. Could, uh, could be worse. We could, could be, be living up in the Midwest. Or yeah, we could. California. Or California <laughs> yeah, this weekend. California. Golly. All right. It snowed in San Diego. Can good you believe them. that? I can't it believe it. Didn't rain. Didn't rain. And you know, it never rains in Southern California. Right. It snows, but it doesn't rain. Good for them. All right. His name is Gregory Ditch. He's the auto shop teacher at a growing program. And uh, I was just trying to get a little background about where you are, Gregory. I understand that you're up in the Chicago area. Yeah, yeah. And you can just call me Greg. My mom calls me Gregory or the judge calls me Gregory. So, <laughs> Well, that's what I I was just giving, giving Gregory. Uh, you're up there in uh, Naperville North High School. Is that correct? Correct, correct, yeah. You guys were talking about the Midwest. We're about uh, 40 miles or so west of uh, of, the, of Chicago. We're in the west suburbs up here. So, yeah, it's freezing cold out there today. So, you know, the best thing, I guess, I lived in Texas for a number of years. And coming up here, you know, we've got this harsh winter, so it locks me in the shop where we're able to get a bunch of stuff done. So that, that could be why a lot of the kids like doing the autos classes. We have this nice heated shop and, you know, keeps them from being outside shoveling snow. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been to Brainerd, Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. In fact, I've got, uh, I go to far Northern Minnesota to get a lot of my junkyard engines and things. And it's, uh, it's kind of brutal up there. Well, I will tell you that, uh, back in 2006, I was on the NHRA drag racing tour and okay. one of the, uh, highlights of the actual tour for me personally was going to Brainerd, which is in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a thing called the zoo and, uh, it's a big camping area actually on the road course next to the drag strip. And I will tell you that I have never seen so much creativity when it comes to cars. And I'm thinking, wow, they need to bring this down to Texas. That'll never happen because up there in Minnesota, they have all winter long, besides going ice fishing, to work on their cars, either in the basement or uh, in the shop. And they come up with these most creative things I've ever seen with engines and cars. They run this parade through the zoo on uh, Friday and Saturday nights. It's absolutely hysterical and very educational. Yeah, and up here, you know, there's a huge car culture. I grew up, well, I'm from this area originally, but when I was a kid, you know, my parents moved to Dallas, and then I taught in the Houston area for a while. And it's, it's a very different car culture there than it is here. And you're right, there's... 
you're sort of stuck in this, you know, you get this cabin fever and there's not a lot to do if you, you know, don't ice fish or don't do some of the, the harsh winter things. So everybody sort of gets cooped up. And then, you know, when the weather starts to turn, uh, you know, their cars are ready to go and there's some pretty neat stuff up here. And I, there's a race I want to go to in Wisconsin that they do the ice drags up there. And uh, maybe next year I'll have a chance to go up there and do it, but they, it's, I don't know if it's an eighth mile or a quarter mile, but these guys get these studded tires and it's just like bracket racing, uh, but on ice. So yeah, you gotta, if you're a car guy, you know, you have to do something to kill the time up here because well, being a, 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 an original Wisconsinite from way back, I can say this, the people in Wisconsin are weird. So am I. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and so, uh, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. So who do you have sitting next to you? Uh, we've got a, 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 skater, a professional, <laughs> professional ice skater. Yeah. We caught, we caught your, uh, caught you earlier coming in here when you were trying to figure out how to pronounce Alina Abakarova. And, uh, you're wondering if she's a gymnast or an ice skater. She is from, uh, the former Soviet union. So yeah. Yeah, we had to pull her off of a uh, ice practice this morning for the Olympics. So I, I love here. it. Well, I knew nice. that she was either going to be an ice skater or a ballerina or uh, gymnast, a gymnast yeah. or something like that, or, or, a, or a diesel mechanic, or, or a, a diesel mechanic. <laughs> that was our next choice. Uh, not a very popular sport; doesn't pay very much. So my career was very, very short, short-lived. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad that you're here with us this morning because we really want to kind of focus on the shop program up there at the high school and uh, the inclusion of girls. And, you know, I have two daughters myself. Um, unfortunately, I didn't bring them. Well, I, I drugged them to every car event that I went to, which were plenty, but they just didn't pick up on that. My youngest is an astrophysicist, so I guess that's as close as you can get to, to car work as you can as you can get. But I will yeah. tell you that, uh, you know, I'm always impressed when I see uh, a young lady, at, at, especially in school, learning the trade. Yeah, and it's kind of a weird thing how this started. So I've been at Naperville for three years. Um, I came in 2021, and that was the height of the pandemic, and schools were closed, and I had to teach autos online. So that was just, I mean, it was miserable. It was Brutal. bad. And we probably had maybe two or three girls in the entire automotive program for the whole year. And that's kind of typical of what you see. And most of your schools around here, you know, there's there's a couple of girls. Uh, and then we started opening up after school. So if there was a club or a sport or an organization, the students were allowed to come in after school. So we focused on building this 1995 Mustang for world of wheels and this program was so small we only had like 40 kids and you know they hired me to kind of if i could bring it back i had a job if i you know didn't get the numbers up then you know have a nice day go somewhere else um so i was teaching an engineering class as well and these kids were you know really wanting to get hands-on stuff because you you know doing an engineering class online again is just worse than maybe an automotive class so some of these gals started coming in after school and uh, they sort of formed their own group. And, you know, when they got the hands-on stuff and realized that most of the mechanical and electrical stuff that we do, or all of it, really, all the mechanical and electrical that we do in our auto shop translates into engineering. And that's where I've drawn a lot of the kids from is that they want to do something practical. So they learn a lot of theory and engineering and they come over, but uh, the girls thing just sort of grew, you know, a few of them would hang out here on Friday nights and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and they wanted to start their own thing. And uh, I had this little Chevy S 10 pickup in the back of the shop that I've had for a few years. And 
they sort of adopted it as their own and it became their thing. And, you know, here we are now where I've got about 200 kids in our automotive program and somewhere around 15 to 20% is female enrollment. So wow. I don't know official numbers in the area, but I definitely know, um, if not the biggest, probably one of the larger uh, segments of, of young ladies in this program. And I have many more of them now as we're going through that are interested in going into the trades and not just taking the class because it's a, a fun class, which it is, but uh, they are seeing that this is a, a great field. And Alina could probably tell you a little bit more about, you know, from a lady's perspective, why it makes sense. Why does it make sense, Alina? It just does. I mean, it's perfect for me because I can't sit still. So I always have to work on something and it's a great opportunity to have fun and prove yourself. And it's art to me. It's art. Well, it is art. And that's interesting that you should say that because I, I never looked at it that way, but it is in a way art. And, uh, it's also the engineering aspect of art and, uh, you know, an S10 pickup, pretty simple to work on for the most part. Yeah. And I would imagine that, uh, you guys have, is it running? No. Um, God, everybody has to ask that hard question. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is, it, is it running yet? Dodge. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it runs. It's just too loud. We can't start it up. There's kids in the next classroom. Um, no, so, yeah, it's it's pretty modified. And, uh, you know, I've got – there's two high schools in this district, and there's a guy at the other high school who's uh, LS swapping this Volvo. So it's kind of this competition between him and I, between who is going to get it running quicker or faster. And, of course, his fired up just a couple of days ago. So – but, uh, yeah, it's not the original four-cylinder anymore. We've had a couple of variants, and I've got a couple of different engines in this truck. But this is an LT1 out of what you would have found in, like, a C4 Corvette. Um, so it's got a little hotter cam in it and nitrous oxide. So the engine makes – we're figuring it's going to make right around 400 horsepower and then, you know, add 100 or 200 shot of nitrous, whatever we go with on it, to get it up to five or 600 horsepower. Um the chassis on the truck is not the original chassis anymore. We did what's called a back half, which is popular in drag racing, where yep. they cut the back half of the chassis off. And it's just instead of a C frame where you can imagine like the metal is just shaped like a C. The manufacturers do that to cut down weight and cost. This is a full box frame from the cab back. Um, it has roll bar on it. Uh, the interior has been gutted out on it. Uh, the rear axle out of it came out of a... Uh, either a 97 or 98 Ford Explorer. And on the Explorers, the axle on the driver's side is three inches longer than the passenger side. So we had to cut the driver's side down three inches and use two passenger side axles. We had a kid that fabricated a lot of the, the brackets and mounting on the chassis and the, and the axle. Um, and we're going to run a 273 in it, which is good for land speed racing. Um, I'm just trying to think of, I mean, anything you could think of on this truck that, you could modify has pretty much been done and it's all been done by students Our so how, how how do you i mean where do you start with the students when the school year starts this is what we're going to do let's start with the engine yeah. let's start with the chassis the, let's start with yeah. the electrical where do you start uh everywhere so i have kids that are interested in and we're just a general automotive program um so we don't necessarily have like a paint shop a body shop an engine shop right, right? it's just it's a general high school shop class. So I'll have kids that come in and say, you know, I'm really interested in, in building engines and great. So, you know, a couple of days a week, you guys will 
tear down an engine and rebuild it. And, you know, we've got some junkyard engines they can practice on. And then we'll have the good engine that they'll finally put together. And we'll, we have mentors and partners in the community with, with people that will come in. Like we have someone that owns an engine shop and, and he'll help the kids assemble the engine and coach them and guide them That's through. Cool. Yeah. Uh, same way with a transmission shop. I've got kids that are like, Hey, you know, I bought a car that's got a bad transmission. I want to learn a little bit more. So, you know, if I can't fix it, at least I understand what's wrong. Got kids that want to go into paint and body or restoration. So I just sort of figure out what their interest is. And if they don't know, we just sort of circulate them around a little bit and figure out what they like or what they're good at. You go with the flow. I think that that's a great, yeah, yeah, that's a great plan. And that's cool that the kids are doing that because they do want to learn. And they're thinking once I fix it, Hey, I got a nice little car. Right. And, and I used to be a used car dealer. So, you know, my background from a typical auto shop teacher is a little bit different where a lot of these guys worked in the dealership for a few years. They were either service writers or worked on cars. My background's really different. I, I kind of came up through racing. Uh, I worked on some smaller NASCAR truck teams and did my own thing and worked with some land speed racers, which is how this Texas mile thing came about years ago. We've, we've run it before when I was teaching in Texas, but, um, and then also I had a small little independent used car lot and, you know, I'd have to go to auction and we, we didn't sell high end cars. They were the 3000, 5000, $6,000 cars that were basic transportation. And the, a lot of them had over a hundred thousand miles. They were 10 years old. So they needed things and Mm -hmm. being able to spot that stuff in 30 seconds in the auction lane becomes very important. And, I understand most of these kids are going out there and buying cheap cars. So, you know, Hey, how can you get this car and fix it up? So it either runs good or, you know, maybe learn how to do some paint correction on it and tune it up. And then maybe you could flip this car that drive it for a year and then, you know, sort of keep upgrading and upgrading and upgrading. And I've got some kids that have done that. Well, Conrad's a big advocate of, uh, you know, teaching kids what to do and how to do it and, and, and get them into the automotive business. You know, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a great, uh, actually, I think the future is brighter now than it ever has been Absolutely, uh, because the pay is now getting to where it should have been yeah. all along. Well, well de- depending on how they work and what, where they work, um, you know, a flat rate hour is, uh, is a good pay scale for a technician that can do sure. productive work uh, in a good environment. Well, and, you know, this is an interesting thing. So there's a company up here called uh, Reyes Holdings, and what they do is they maintain the fleets of trucks for, like, uh, Monster Energy and Coca-Cola and I think McDonald's and some of the big corporations. So basically, they're the transportation people. And what they have realized is they said they were waiting way too long to recruit students or potential mechanics. They were going to places like Lincoln Tech or UTI or WyoTech or wherever it is that they were going. Uh and these, these, you know, the the best students coming out already had offers going in. Oh yeah. So they're trying to get with, and, and this is not just them, but local dealers and other other aftermarket people are coming in here trying to get the interest of our students as they come in as ninth graders and tenth graders and try to develop this relationship so that they have an idea of maybe what they want or where to go or at least like, hey, yeah, this guy's always in here. I've got a relationship with them. So when I have a question, you know, I want to go to my mentor and say, hey, you know, is diesel tech the right place for me or is paint and body the right place for me? And what opportunities do you have or what kind of paid training do you offer or internships or whatever it may be? And our school is getting much more proactive and not just on the auto side, but in the business side and other things. Getting noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And and we don't, you know, when I was in high school, we had a co-op program where we got out early 
this district doesn't, but that's one of the things that we're switching to is we're realizing that our students need need the opportunity to get into the workplace and of anything, and you guys will agree with this, that it's not so much what that kid knows, but the attitude. Exactly. And work, work ethic is everything. And not, only, is. not it, only knowing about the car, but you need to get out in the world to learn about the business side of it too. Correct. Correct. And we had a, an advisory panel when we were rewriting our curriculum this summer. And we had folks from Toyota and GM and uh, Dent Wizard and you know just a bunch of other businesses around here that were automotive related. And the one thing that came up is if you've got a student that has good soft skills, if they report to work on time, they have a good attitude, uh, you know, they, they dress right, they're professional, they have good communication skills, we'll teach them. We can teach them everything. But if they don't have those skills, they could be the best mechanic in the world. You know, we don't, they're, they're problem. They're, they're toxic right. for, for the workplace. So we do focus a lot on soft skills here. We, you know, the meet and greet of the customer, we focus a lot on that. You know, when they come in the classroom, it's, you know, it, it's kind of funny where it's almost like, you know, I sold cars for years and it's, how are you today? What brings you in? And, you know, we kind of have <laughs> this little dialogue like that. So uh, we do focus a lot on the soft skills and the business side. And part of like with the race team, these students have to interact with some of our partners that provide parts for the shop or some of our projects. And they do media, they, they get out and have to talk to people and answer questions. So I, I think that exposure is is well, and, and 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 working at dealerships, making sure that you can communicate the complaint, cause, and correction on on a document is yes. critical to getting paid from the uh, manufacturer's warranty. I want to hear more about the uh, Texas Mile. I want to I want to find out more about we're gonna how, do that at the bottom of the hour. I think. Oh, yeah, we, oh, yeah. Okay. We're, we're gonna we're gonna focus oh, we're on back. her. Oh. Yeah, you mind? We're talking, so we're talking soft skills right now. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Jeff, Jeff has Obviously, none. I don't have any. He doesn't. He clearly doesn't. Oh, <laughs> I've only been doing this for all my life. I have to ask you: Do you guys yeah. have? Do you guys have like a cruise in or something that you're planning toward the end of the school year? You know, going into May. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, they've they've always had a car show up here to benefit the uh, the autos program, and it was never that big. And last year, for some reason, uh, it was the first year I put on a car show. And we had like 140 cars come in on a Friday morning. Oh, wow. So we'd do it. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was just amazing with the, the number of people and the outreach and support that we got. So the idea was really to kind of promote what we're doing in the auto shop. And let people know that, I mean, shop programs are alive. You know, keep the programs alive. Keep them going. They're hard, they're hard to fill. They're hard to find certified and qualified teachers. They're hard you know, you have to get out. I have to go out and promote. I, I go out in the lunchroom and talk to kids and invite them to our shop and tell them to come in after school and check out what we have. Well, and, like, you know, like, well, like, like the band class has got the spaghetti supper. I'm thinking that right. you guys need to have a taco Saturday with a big bunch of cars show up on a Saturday yeah. morning cruise in and have them yeah. come and tour the shop and get you some mentorship going there. Absolutely. And that's what we've done with the car show. Um, the car show, like I said, 140 people came out last year, the local Corvette club, local Mustang club, the model a club, the model T club, the Buick club, the Cadillac club, you name it. I mean, they, I had a car from every decade from 1920 to 2020. They were here and, you know, we raised, I don't know, five or $6,000 for our program. Very nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is where it's weird. It's on a Saturday morning. Everybody's like, man, it's like from 1030 to 130. This is an odd time for a car show, but we do it during our three lunch periods and 
you know, it's never been this big. We expected 50 or 60 carts. That was our goal. And then like the week before it just exploded and we had so many people here supporting us and teachers were literally having to shut classes down because kids just weren't coming to class because they're <laughs> hanging out the car show. We had taco trucks out here and, you know, the army had this inflatable obstacle course out here. Um, so, it, you know, and that's like probably in December before Christmas, even I was getting emails from people. Hey, is the car show coming back? And, you know, this was the best car show of the season. It's like, wow, I've never put on a car show before, before Christmas. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited. I was like, wow, man, this is like, well, this is real. People, the good, people are excited about it. The good thing for your students is the jobs they're learning, the task they're learning is in super high demand. You yeah, know, be it yeah, dealerships absolutely. or independent shops, they can't find skilled technicians, you know, so, and hopefully you're producing maybe more of a C or a B level technician right. um, that, you know, that can go and relatively quickly be an income producer for the shop as opposed to being an expense for the shop that they're paying on a salary. Greg, it's Correct. great to talk to you. We're out of time for this segment. We sure. certainly appreciate it. We're going to rejoin you guys here in about 10 minutes and talk to Alina about uh, uh, what she's got going on there at figure the school. Skating. Yeah, figure, figure skating. skating. There you go. Yeah, that's it. So uh, <laughs> we're going to talk to you guys, and I can't thank you enough for joining us. So hang in there. We'll be back with you guys in just a short while. Sounds awesome. All right, Greg Ditch. He is the auto shop teacher up at Naperville north high school hey uh if you'd like to get in touch with us don't forget you can always shoot us an email our address here is info at inwheeltime.com time now for this hour's car review had a chance to drive the 2023 nissan kicks what a fun little car this is yeah and i want to thank uh steve parrott for letting me drive this thing 2023 nissan kicks comes in three trim levels the s the sv and the sr I reviewed the SR with the CVT transmission in it. It's a mid-sized car, but we call it an extra-small SUV. That's my take on it. Hmm. It seats five with a limited rear seat legroom. It's small. It's all new for 2018. Uh, an attractive Nissan grill, uh, lower valance, uh, defined front wheel openings, and fender badges, bulges, sorry, fender bulges. Awesome front and rear lighting detail. This one had the optional black roof on it that kind of gave it that uh, floating. Man, eh, not so much the floating thing. Mirage. I, 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 was, I was more along the lines of, oh, isn't this what Mini does? You know, the different colored roofs mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff. It, it adds to the overall appeal, I think. Like a mini does mouse. A, huh? I visualized Mini Mouse for a moment. I couldn't figure out what you Sorry, Steve. Mini Mouse. Uh, <laughs> has he on. been smoking we're, something yeah, here? Move so, on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, all of the design touches are spot on. Interior highlights. Excellent dash design with easy-to-use infotainment system. Uh, Plasticky door panels that will outlive you. Attractive upholstery. Uh, enough tech to satisfy your 13-year-old. Uh, cargo trunk room limited. This is an extra small hatchback, so don't expect to have, yeah. you know, some steamer luggage that you can throw back there because that ain't happening. Uh, what I liked about it. I like the indestructible interior. This would be a great car for somebody going off to college. First car, small family, whatever the case may be. What could use improvement? The seats lack a little lumbar support and upper back support. I think they could do a little work on that. Well, that's because you're old and your, your lumbar is, decrepit. Sag, is saggy. 
decrep. That's not all. 1.6 liter inline four-cylinder that has 122 horsepower and 114 pound-feet of torque. Not a lot, but remember, this is a... On a CVT, that's that's just right. Yeah, it actually is. Uh, gets 31 miles per gallon in the city, and get this, 36 on the highway for a combined to 33. I got 34.5 miles wow. per gallon, cool. over 400 miles. Old Dr. Softshoe. Not really. I mean, you know, going to work, I'm doing 75 on the Beltway for 30 miles. That's yeah, not you're running with the traffic. Yeah. What I liked about it was the fuel economy. It oh, was easy sure. to drive. It was fun. What could use improvement? A little more horsepower or at least an optional engine with turbo because all of them have the same motor in it. And that's not a bad thing. But I, they keep the price down with that, and that's important. What I liked about it, the fun suspension, but it's not racy. You can toss it around the corners. What uh, could use improvement? Nothing. Ride and handling uh, set to appeal to the masses. Base trim price, $22,850. Price is tested, $27,915. And the base model price, if you could find one, $20,290. Wow. wow, that's nice. It competes with the Kia Soul for $19,890. The Chevy Trailblazer, which is a little bit bigger, $22,100. And the Hyundai Kona. For twenty two one forty, I think that it's really spot on competitor. Mars may differ with me on this. Would be the Kia Soul you for nineteen eight ninety. Yeah, I had one. Um, they're they're to me they go head to head size and price. That's right. Sort of thing. I would say so. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's good. So anyway, that's the review of the twenty twenty three Nissan Kicks SR CVT. I liked it. Nice. Go to your Nissan dealer and ask to drive one. It may be too small for you, but I get it. I think but there's 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 a place for that. I agree, uh, totally know. agree. And they, and they have a, a larger midsize SUV above that. Yeah, yeah. If that I think it's too the, small, the Rogue. Something else you can look at. The Rogue yeah. is upscale. For yep, that. yep, yep. Uh, matter of fact, I know somebody that has a Rogue. Boy, is that a nice car. Yeah, my son has a Rogue. He loves it. Yeah, I could totally get that. Yeah, it's the Rogue that T-boned my Cadillac. Was it a Rogue that it was? Mm-hmm. How did the Rogue do in the T-bone? It rolled. It rolled. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I, think, I, think that they, I think that they, that's not the car that's sitting out there. No, that, that's the replacement. The replacement for it, because they, they totaled the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I did not know that. Yeah. Now I know. Mm-hmm. I do want to remind you okay. that the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show is available 24-7 through the iHeartRadio app. Just look for the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show. We also video stream on Facebook, YouTube, and inwheeltime.com, and podcasts are available at your fingertips on over a dozen of the most popular podcast outlets. The In Wheel Time Car Talk Show continues right after this quick break. Tailpipes and Tacos, Houston's premier car cruise-in returns Saturday, April 15th to the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex in Katy, 8 to 11 a.m. Bring your Hot Rod Classic, Resto Mod, or any other vehicle you'd like to show and compete for one of three highly coveted Chili Pepper Trophies. This April 15th kickoff event is one you'll want to put on your calendar because 100% of the money you donate for the free tacos will be given to God's Garage. You heard right, free tacos. 
Whatever you decide to give, all of it will be given to God's Garage and matched by Loopy Tortilla. God's Garage gifts vehicles to single mothers, widows, and wives of deployed military in the greater Houston area. In fact, the garage will gift a vehicle to a mom in need at this special event. Be sure to attend the next Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise in Saturday, April 15th, 8 to 11 a.m. at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex in Katy on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10. Free breakfast tacos for any donation to God's Garage. It'll make your heart and your belly feel good. You own a car you love. Well, why not let Gulf Coast Auto Shield protect it? Houstonian John Gray invites you to his state-of-the-art facility to introduce you to his specialist team of auto enthusiasts. We promise you'll be impressed. Whether you're looking to massage your original paint to a like-new appearance, apply a ceramic coating, install a paint protection film, nano-ceramic window tent, or new windshield protection called ExoShield, Gulf Coast Auto Shield is where Houston's car people go. Curbed your wheels? Instead of buying new, why not have them repaired? How about a professionally installed radar detector? Gulf Coast Auto Shield does that too. Get a peek inside the shop and look at the services offered by getting online and heading to gcautoshield.com. Better yet, stop by their facility at 11275 South Sam Houston Tollway, just south of the Southwest Freeway, and get a personal tour. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your place to go for all things exterior. Call them today, 832-930-5655 or gcautoshield.com. The award-winning in-real-time car talk show is available on the most popular podcast channels out there in 30-minute episodes. We realize our three-hour live show can be difficult to catch in its entirety, so now you can listen every day to a convenient, fresh 30-minute episode. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible, along with a dozen more. In Real Time has the most informative automotive guest interviews and new car reviews, along with popular features including Conrad's Car Clinic and This Week in Auto History, along with automotive news headlines. Our live broadcast airs every Saturday, 8 to 11 Central, on InRealTime.com, the iHeart app, and on YouTube. Be sure to say hello when we're broadcasting from the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise in, Autorama, and the Houston Auto Show, among others. Now, it's easier than ever to hear about all things automotive all week long. You're invited to join fellow car enthusiasts in becoming part of the ever-growing in-wheel-time car talk family. Don't forget those 30-minute podcast episodes on your favorite podcast channel. That's it for this podcast episode of the In-Wheel-Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.